Welcome back to the Gentle Counselor podcast. My name is Crystal and I support mums through their inner healing and parenting journeys. For those of you listening right now, this episode is a little bit different because back in October of 2021, it was World Mental Health Day and I had some wonderful friends join me over three days to talk all about mental health and motherhood at the Aussie Moms Mental Health Virtual Event. I hope you enjoyed these conversations, which were recorded live at the summit. I'm also thrilled to let you know that we will be returning in 2022 and plan on making it even bigger and better. It may or may not involve a retreat. (laughs) Wherever you are right now, I hope these episodes find you when you truly need it. I would love to hear your feedback on these chats, so make sure you're connected with me on social media at The Gentle Counselor. If you'd like to receive an email once a month that is full of freebies, parenting tips, links to podcast episodes, beautiful affirmation screensavers, and other goodies, make sure you are signed up to my email list. I hope you enjoy this chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to day three of the Aussie Mums Mental Health Virtual Event. Thank you so much to everyone who's been able to join us live for our chats, or even if you're watching this as a replay later on, go ahead and say hello to us in the comments. We want to see you here and engaging with us because we're just here having a chat and you're here with us. (laughs) This is how we socialize these days. It's all online. So say hello to us in the comments. And if you have any questions at all along the way, pop them in there as well, because we'll either answer them now if you're watching live, or we will always make sure to come back to answer your questions as well afterwards. So today I'm really excited to be joined by Robin, and we're going to be talking about the mental load. And I know that coming across Robin's page was completely eye-opening for me, and it's just such a relatable concept that I want to talk more about. So I'll stop talking and I'll let Robin introduce herself and tell us about what she does and why she does it. So welcome, Robin. Thank you, Crystal, and thank you so much for having me and for all of your hard work organising this massive event. Um, and yes, uh, hello to everyone, wherever you are and whenever you are um, listening to our chat. Um, I, as Crystal said, um, have sort of over the last few years developed more than an interest, I guess, in the mental load. And so the mental load is a term, I think, that's getting a little bit more common. And um, But if you're not um, sure what it means, basically, the mental load is about uh, thinking of all that kind of brain work that goes on in any event, anything that needs organising um, in the household. So I think there's a lot of talk about, um, you know, division of the load in homes, like between mm. men and women and the impact that that has. And, you know, there's lots of data showing that women and mums um, do do more of the sort of domestic load, more of the childcare, more of the household chores. Mm. But if you go deeper than that, there's this other level of all of that planning, prepping, noticing things that goes on. And that's really often not taken into account, but that in itself is work. And I always think about it in a, you know, actual uh, workplace sense, you know, that kind of project management role and that administrative role, it's, 
actually taken into account and people are employed to do it and people are, you know, paid, you know, per hour yeah. to get those jobs done. And in the household, it's almost just like seen as default. Oh, it's just thrown in the deep end. <laughs> like, you know, someone just does it and that someone almost always ends up yeah. being women. Yeah. Um, and so I think as, as women, um, and this is what the studies show too, it's something that we tend to just automatically take on um, mm -hmm. as soon as you move into a relationship with a man basically as soon as you start cohabiting a woman and a man it's much um, more likely that the woman just starts doing all of those things you know mm. RSVPing to events that you've been invited to yeah um, noticing when you're running out of toothpaste and buying more whatever it might be and I think it's only often after having children and the actual amount of organisation and prepping and noticing and you know, thinking about what's, what are you going to do, what's the next kind of developmental stage for the baby, what, yeah. are you, what do you need to like... Yeah, doing all the research, doing. yeah, reading yeah. the articles, yep, yep. Um, that it actually becomes, um, you know, what, what was just, you know, like two adults and two adults who are relatively like taking care of, you know, themselves but just with this bit of imbalance just mm. becomes a lot more obvious but because as like we're so socialized women to just take it on we often don't even appreciate how much work that is and how much sort of um, exhaustion and fatigue yeah. and strain that can place on us mm. and so I guess the, um, the work that I do at the mental load project is really about helping women and men to recognise what this mental load is, mm. um, you know, appreciate it and value it, and then from there work at rebalancing it so you actually can have a more equal and fair, and I would say deliberate, like even if it's not, you know, 50-50, you know, every relationship is different and everyone's, you know, outside the household and inside the household commitments are going to be different too. Yeah. And even if it's not 50-50, I feel that it should be deliberate. It should be a sort of recognised yes. yes. everything that has to be done and, you know, because I have these other commitments, I'll do this much and you'll do this much, but not just sort of default, okay, mm. is it not going to be mum's responsibility because that's just the way it's always been? Yes. I like that you bring that up because I do think on some level we have to understand that not everything can be split exactly 50-50 and that's okay. Um, it's not okay if you think it's not okay as well. So, like, each family unit or each couple is also going to feel differently about certain things as mm. well depending on who is working outside of the home or if you're also working inside the home um, whether it's full-time or part-time hours or whatever but I think what's also important to realize is that we're moving away from that old school 1950s thinking where we were supposed to do it like we as in mums being home just staying home doing everything we are also staying home and working or studying or in a pandemic where you probably were working at the home, but now you're working in the home and you've got no childcare and you're also doing childcare. Um, all of these things that I, I, it still baffles me what everyone's been going through with the pandemic mm. side of those things anyway, but also realizing that even with that old school way of living where there were, was a housewife role, right. Is that that was designed because of, someone working outside of the home so that you could be at home but now in our society it's very common for both uh parents or the both people in the couple to be working 
But then that shift of that typical housewife thing hasn't changed. It's not like, so we're going to, let's just, let's just talk male, female relationship for the sake of this conversation. We totally understand that there's different dynamics and relationships and roles. Um, But for the sake of this, because I don't want to have to keep repeating myself every time. I'm just going to just speak generally. But the shift didn't happen where men took on more housework. Like that shift didn't happen where it was like, oh, okay, now you can have some of that or you can have all of it. Like, please take it. (laughs) Um, And that's really complicated too. So it's interesting to see the shifts changing. And I'm like constantly cheering on mums that are like realizing what's going on and essentially demanding better and um, sort of taking charge of um, their time coming back to them as well Mm. and not just giving it because it's so easy for mums to give. It's it's almost too easy for them to do it and put themselves on the bottom of the list. But things like the mental load is invisible, right? It's like the invisible labor of everything that goes into constantly thinking, constantly having things on your mind. And I think that's also why it's tricky because we've essentially just um, learned how to pick that up and it's hard to explain it and it's Mm. not seen so easily and it causes a lot of conflict in relationships as well. Like that's probably one of the real common things I notice with counseling couples is yeah. that this is like a big element to it. I think definitely because it's not as sort of tangible as other things. Like you can, and even if you sort of think, oh, the solution is to, you know, hire outside staff, you know, pay a mm. cleaner and then the house will be clean or whatever. There's still someone who's got to, find that person, leave the keys out for them, organise the money and payment for them, do a bit of prep beforehand just to, like, make sure the, you know, the cleaner yeah. can actually, like, clean the surfaces or, or whatever it might be. So this sort of answer of, oh, well, if we just, you know, can outsource, but even outsourcing yeah. um, it has so much yeah. mental load. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, I, I'm not sure if it was your account or someone else that shared it. It was, like, that notion of... Um, the husband just being like okay fine if you want me to to like cook the food that's totally fine like just tell me what you want me to buy and what the meals are and it's like ah that's the issue like you are still inviting me in or demanding me and I should say not inviting demanding me to do that for you and that is the mental load the thinking of the grocery list writing it to you sending it to you thinking of the meals looking in the cupboards and the freezer and the fridge what we already have like that's like when you really break it down into all those steps it's so much and it just puts so much strain on relationships. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and just so much kind of take a up mental space. That's why I think mm. it's, um, for me, the, the biggest, I mean, everyone will have their own reasons as to why they uh, um, want to, you know, share the load more. Yeah. For me, the big thing is it's like it's just unfair. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that unfairness in the home then leads to unfairness in the workplace. And mm. so I feel that... Although I'm talking about something that's relatively a domestic issue, uh, without having sort of more equality at home, then you're not going to have more equality in the workplace because actually mm-hmm. someone's mind is away yes. from like, like answering that text message or jotting down an extra thing and you're just never able to focus as much as, you know, male partners who don't have any of that mental load who are, you know, mm-hmm able to have that kind of more creative space to think of new solutions for problems at work or whatever it might be just remain more focused and so I just feel if if we can get to a point where there's a better 
division and fairness um, at home, and that translates into like workplace equality. Mm. And then it also means, um, which I think again is probably the other second for me that's so important, same patterns of sort of behaviour that, that we have seen growing up, which I think is really the root cause of why yeah. it just automatically falls to us yeah. because we just have seen all the women in our lives do it. And yeah. so it's just a societal kind of conditioning. It's everywhere, and, isn't it? Like children's that. books, movies, like just everything mm. has conditioned us so hard into these roles essentially. And I like how you talk about it being an aspect of unfairness because I, there's already so much that feels unfair to women. You know, like even with um, pregnancy, like we do that. We literally grow an entire human being for 10 months. They had one job and they had fun once and that was it. Like, seriously. (laughs) Or even with things like breastfeeding and having to like feed the baby, like literally from your body. There's a lot that can feel unfair. It's also a great privilege. Like you can look at that as not a privilege. It was what I'm trying to think of. Like an amazing thing that what we are capable of with our bodies um but it's when the other person isn't picking up the slack um or not even that just doing their fair share and it's really hard to have those kind of conversations because it's so draining the things that you're constantly thinking of like it's a lot Mm. and especially when you throw kids into the mix and multiple kids into the mix it's never ending and then I think once you can get to that place of this much more shared um, mental load, that appreciation that each person has of what the other person is doing just kind of automatically comes to. Mm. I think probably what um, a lot of women um, and couples sort of discuss with you in terms of why it's causing that friction is because someone's feeling like the entire burden of it and the other yeah. person has no sense of yeah. appreciation or recognition of what that yes. is. Um, and once you can get to that stage of actually both doing some mental load, mm. you can then both appreciate, oh, actually, that does take a bit of time and mm. that just doesn't happen automatically like that. Um, yeah. And so you just appreciate, you know, the other person's efforts more. Yeah. Um, even though I think then as a woman you end up doing less, you feel more appreciated because what you're doing is noticed. Yes. Yeah. That, I know I think that's a really valid point you make is that half the time I feel like we would feel better about it um not like okay with it but at least if someone recognized it and noticed Mm. it and was truly thankful and expressed a lot of gratitude for it um especially with it being something invisible and it's not like we're walking around like saying notice me notice me because we're just doing it like we're we're too busy doing it to even think about asking that um but I think that's so important especially in romantic relationships that's like already something that lacks and then the motherhood aspect is already a thankless job so it lacks there as well and I really hope that if anything from this conversation people take away a few of the key points but also to try to start opening up to having like a healthy Um, discussion a calm (laughs) discussion about what is actually going on and really think about how can I communicate with Mm. you what's going on for me and what I need from you and instead of having that like tit for tat behavior because I think it's really easy for people to fall into um, that argument of like I work full time like you should be doing everything at home um, or whatever it is and you have to be very mindful of calling out that tit for tatness that people can have um, and then being like, okay, that's fine. That's how you feel in the situation, but that doesn't um, stop how I'm feeling so crap right now. 
basically it's like there's an oh, there's a problem here and I'm trying mm. to have this discussion with you so because I need to support myself because I'm drowning like this is not healthy for me and mm. I feel like I'm not giving my best to the kids or to you so I'm asking for you to be the partner in this partnership and let's work on supporting each other through this one thing that I do find helpful, and I don't know if um, you've ever tried this um, in your work, Crystal, but when you sort of have those discussions, and as you say, like having it calm and rather than, you know, like the, in the waiting moment. for that last, yeah. uh, <laughs> last the straw that like, comes back, mm. um, it can be just to think about it, like I was saying, as more of a societal sort of thing and so in the same way that I think we are conditioned um, to take on all of that mental load Mm. our partners just aren't conditioned to take it on and Mm. so it's not like their individual fault that they don't notice that they don't do it automatically it's just sort of the way the same way we've been sort of subconsciously trained to do it they just haven't had that training Mm. to notice that Mm. Um, and so thinking about it at a sort of societal level and say like this isn't my problem this isn't your problem it's not what yeah like it's not sort of about it I'm not saying you're a bad person I'm not saying it's you're the only person on the earth doing this yeah Yeah, it's like there's a bigger picture here and are you aware of how I have been conditioned and how you've been conditioned yeah and and then we both need to Mm. sort of change our habits um to move forward to stop just getting to this roadblock of but I I just I just don't notice it or like you just didn't ask me to do it or mm. how can I know what to do if you don't um, ask for help or whatever you just kind of keep getting to that roadblock so just taking that broader view saying like this is not um, a criticism on either individual as much as a criticism of society yeah it's impacting our relationships so yeah to move forward, we have to change our habits and change mm. our thinking habits and that's sort of the the main work I do at the mental load project is just helping couples to retrain their habits because mm, mm. if you think about it like if you say like don't think about chocolate for the next one minute <laughs> like the only thing that's on your mind like now is, is chocolate and so if you say just well just if you just stop noticing like or if you just stop thinking about that then you know that would give me an opportunity to like men might say that would give me an opportunity to you know take more initiative and take on to it but it's really hard to stop thinking about something that you've been yeah and and I think one of the I mean this is a pretty I don't think it's a simple discussion that we can have either especially just like in the simple form that we're doing it now but Mm. uh common things that I also see in the work that I do with clients is also um being careful not to fall into enabling their behavior or excusing it away too much still having the understanding of where it could be coming from. Like, you know, if they had a parent who did everything for them um, or if they never lived out of home on their own, or like you said, the societal conditions, right? Um, all of that plays into it. There's also temperament, there's mental health. Like if they have depression, you know, mm. if they actually have those periods where they can't do things. But at the same time, I feel like, I don't even know how to word it properly, but we, I prefer people to have a, um tougher approach if that makes sense so I'm also not in the camp of being too kind if that makes sense um because sometimes I do need a bit of a kick up the butt sometimes there's a lot of crying and frustration that gets you to that point because you Mm. constantly feel like you're not being listened to and not heard when you're trying to approach these conversations so if 
you keep doing it as well, that is not going to help either. That's continuing to enable it. So I am a fan of the people that say to go on strike with things. Um, and I think that's an extreme form to take, but I feel like there would be um, like a process where you've tried all these other more reasonable kind of ways of having a discussion. So I do think sometimes that needs to happen. And I also say that from personal experience um, where I, that's big changes happened in my own relationship from that happening. Also from leaving and having him stay home with the children to really see what it's like. Um, and then I did do a bit of what you were saying before about like kind of supporting them and realizing that they honestly sometimes just literally have no idea. So then it was having the conversations like, do you realize that every night before I sit down to watch TV, I like check the kitchen or I think about what tomorrow's with the clothes and having conversations not to be um what's the word not to kind of look down on them like to give them the opportunity to be like okay I legitimately did not even think that mm. because sometimes then you do need to have a bit more of a caring approach when you realize like wow you honestly have no idea <laughs> But if your partner has like a project management role or they're like a manager, that also proves that they can do these things. Oh, definitely, yeah. So I also understand the frustration there where it's kind of like, you do all these things at work. How come at home you're not doing these things? And then I think a deeper discussion there is more about the societal stuff too, mm. of your condition to view me and my time and what I do as not as valuable as you and your time and what you do. So I think it's good to call out like really have some hard conversations, open conversations. Um, I think having resources with you, like articles or accounts, like literally scroll through Robins because my favorite thing that you share are people who send in that my mental load means this. And some of them are so relatable. And like the toothpaste thing, like you even just said that before, you just don't even realize that's something that you're constantly, not constantly thinking of, but like it is on your mind, just like little things like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's how like resentment builds up over time, yeah, which of yeah. course is not healthy for anyone's relationship. Yes, um, yeah. definitely. And and that using that work analogy that we spoke about can be really helpful to sort of say mm. like this is, this is the actual work. Um, and yes. yeah, I really don't buy into the, um, oh, well, it's a genetic difference, you know. Yeah. But because if it was, then you know, you wouldn't see like very capable men doing yeah. what is effectively mental load yeah. work. They're capable and they're making a choice. Mm. You know, it's about like you're making a choice to not do these things. You need to think about making a choice to do these things as well. Um, and it starts with observation and reflection and awareness. Um, mm. And so hopefully gradually the more that you do that together um, and then they can do that as well then it just kind of, you know, they develop that skill that we've mm. kind of always had as well. Yeah. And giving yes. them a chance to as well, because then they can feel good when they realize that they're doing their part. They can also feel good in that as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's sort of what the, one of the keys, which um, is just really dividing tasks and giving over full responsibility. Mm. And so we don't continue, continue to kind of gatekeep and yeah. you know, decide on your mutual standards and then from there yeah that's a good point because you can do it differently and that's okay yeah. as long as it gets done <laughs> yeah like if the clothes aren't folded the same way you know pick your battles with it <laughs> yes and the more um the more we it has to be done like our way then the more we do have to yeah 
as adding more keep, keep up you know mm. whereas if it can be okay well this is your responsibility and you know these are the minimum standards in terms of whatever it might be you know um one thing that i entirely handed over was all meal prep and so like mm -hmm. we don't really share like heaps of similar tastes like i would eat a whole lot more kind of vegetarian food my husband would eat a whole lot more meat but we were sort of had a kind of minimum thing of you know there will be vegetables with every meal and um two nights a week will be non-meat yeah, so that yeah. is kind of like the yeah minimum, like compromising yeah yeah um the sort of the standard and then from there you know you can i'm not going to like say oh i don't want this because actually i've handed over responsibility and now like mm. Mm. run with it yeah 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 i'm just having a look at some of the comments that we're yeah, um getting on the post so yeah people totally relating to them calling being being like i'm at the shops i just grab what i need anything that you need like as if we're somehow meant to magically be able to respond in that moment exactly all the things that we have to remember to ask them to get if they've randomly called us that they're at the shops that's a very frustrating thing um someone's just said the one we're currently working on is getting everything on a wall calendar I'm struggling with the expectation that I should remember that he has appointments after work or that he's working away for the weekend because he told me last week mm. the weight of trying to remember all the things is so big and I don't need to carry that, especially when we can find solutions to share that. Exactly. Yeah. And like joint calendars or joint apps, I always say just um, make sure, though, that it's a joint responsibility to put, you know, yes. like, the yeah. uh, the you know man to put his roster on the mm. the calendar too because otherwise it just ends up all falling back on us and and like like that comment said like the week before yeah I'm not going to remember those things we just use our because we have iPhone oh, actually my husband doesn't have an iPhone but I guess our calendar systems are synced so mm. I when I enter something in like whether it's work related which most of the time it's work related mm. um I'll send an invite to his email and then he's able to accept that and that shows up in his calendar mm. and I'll send it to his work and his personal email too to make sure I've covered all aspects because it's also really handy in those moments if you're like hey I sent it to you <laughs> 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 um and I do think that there is of a uh, what's the word? There's like a grace period where it feels really hard when you're first doing this. Mm. Um, there's going to be fumbles and mistakes, but I also think it's really important to stick to your boundaries with it as yeah. well. Um, and it's going to feel uncomfortable, but then once you kind of get through it, it's really empowering and it's really great for developing that like assertiveness skill that I think a lot of us lack mm. as well. Um, and ultimately it is going to be beneficial for you both. So, yeah, Definitely. I think it's just like yeah. overall just a period that's going to be a bit strange, but is very much needed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a period where you're both learning a new skill mm. and so, yeah. and a new kind of habit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that will throw up challenges, but yeah. um, acknowledging that from the beginning and then working through it and knowing that mm. sort of a process is helpful. Yeah. Was there anything else that you were wanting to share with us today before we wrap up our chat, Robin? Um, no, that's, I think we've, we've covered a lot of ground in the last half hour or so. So thank you very much to those who are online and those who are watching this. Um, thank you so much. Yeah. Can you tell uh, everyone where to find more of you, please? So uh, Mental Load Project on Facebook or Instagram uh, or mentalloadproject.com. And so the um, main um, 
way to work with me at the moment is through the Share the Mental Load, which is a sort of six-week uh, online program that I um, take couples through, but it's actually women who sign up and then um, we work through that. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> we work through that um, process of changing our, like, thinking patterns as the mental load bearers mm. first to then create that space for our partners yeah. um, thinking patterns to change um, and so I always say like you don't have to like both be on board at the beginning like this is yeah. as much about changing our thinking patterns first mm. um, and so yeah you can always um, find that on my Instagram or Facebook or website. Excellent thank you so much again for taking the time to talk with us today Robin. Pleasure Crystal thank you so much for the, the opportunity to have a chat too.